There has been so much news the last few weeks. Uh, TC bringing in a quarterback, among other players. TC players getting drafted. So I'm bringing in reinforcements today. The very intelligent Alex Frank is next to me, and he's gonna he's gonna help us today, kind of make sense of all this. That's coming up next on Lockdown Hard Frogs. <laughs> Our Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs, your team every day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We uh, got over six hundred subscribers yesterday, which is cool. So. Let's keep it going. We hit, you know, our latest milestone um, today. Alex Frank is with us. If you've followed the show closely, you probably know Alex. Um, but Alex is a TCU alum, a really sharp guy, really big time sports nerd. I hope you don't mind me saying that, Alex. Is that no, you take offense well, to that? Okay. No. Yeah, I'm I'm a sports nerd too. So we're we're in uh, we're in good company here. Um, but I wanted to start today with some quarterback talk. So I I know from talking to you that you're excited about the Chandler Morris era starting here at TCU. Um, I am as well. A lot of our listeners are. But TCU did bring in Chance Nolan, um, Oregon State quarterback. A couple of years ago, he threw for over 4,000 yards. That's a lot of experience. And I was surprised they were able to get, you know, that type of player yeah. for what I assumed would be more of a backup role. But I wanted to ask you first, do you think there is actually going to be like a quarterback competition here in the fall, or is this just a depth piece behind Chandler Morris? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say um, just because I'm not there at practice, unfortunately. Sure, sure. Um, but I think it depends how he performs during the spring. Um Based on what we know from last year, Chandler is really good in seven on seven. Um, so it might look like he's has the job, but you know, based on Nolan's experience and uh, his time at Oregon State, um, I really don't think that he wouldn't have transferred if he didn't believe there was a shot to go mm-hmm. for it. With that said, uh, Morris's play style is like identical to Bryles, like very RPO heavy um, yeah. options, um, QB draws, and um, sometimes just slinging it play action. So it's it's uh, very similar to Bryles in the way that Chandler plays. So. I'm leaning with no, but we'll have to see. Yeah, we definitely will. I mean, I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't be here if the coaching staff didn't at least leave the door somewhat open. I'm not saying they were like, hey, it's going to be an even playing field. But at the very least, might have said, well, you know, you come in and have a a good camp. We'll see what happens. I think the the uphill battle for him is going to be – I really feel like he's Chandler's job to lose. So he would have to have like an incredible fall camp. And I think you'd have to see some regression from Morris, which I don't anticipate that happening, but um, you know, it's not totally out of their own possibility. Let's, let's dig deeper on, on some other things you talked about. Cause I like. And lots of, like, go, you go ahead. Though, like you said though, um, when you were talking to John, right. Uh, last week, 
Mm. Worst thing that happens is Chandler gets pushed to the yeah. max, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what we want if we want some semblance of, you know, I don't know about you. I'd like to see double-digit wins. I don't know how realistic that is. Sure. I think nine wins would be great. Um, I think it's doable if the spring and summer goes well, but mm -hmm. we'll have to see. You know, it's a good scenario, especially if he comes in with a little chip on his shoulder. Like if this is sure. sort of like, why, why are you bringing someone else in? Um, and not that that's a, that he's going to handle it in a bad way, just sort of in a, okay, let me, let me reaffirm and show again that I am, I'm the dude. Um, yeah. And he'll have his opportunity to do that. So I, I like what you said though, about Chandler really excelling in kind of the RPO game. Um, the the accuracy, the ability to make those short and intermediate throws, which Max sometimes struggled on that. To be frank, yeah. uh, you know, but he obviously made it for no pun intended. Yeah, no, no pun intended. You're right. Um, what are you most excited about with either Chandler Morris or the new offensive system? What are you looking forward to in 2023 from this from this offense as they kind of change gears a little bit? Yeah. Um... I think I think people when we were hiring a new OC um, kind of underestimated what Bryles brings to the table a little bit. Um, he he really he has Riley like production, um, and it should be exciting, um, but it's different, right? Like we saw a bunch of explosive plays downfield, deep threat. QJ, um, just grabbing everything from Max mm -hmm. or Darius Davis on jet sweeps. Those types of uh, explosive plays are probably not going to be as common. I think you're going to see a lot of um, <clears throat> like play action should be huge just based off of the emphasis on RPOs. Um, and then yeah, short to intermediate is honestly great. Um, I'm just wor I'm worried about the pace, honestly, a little bit. Uh, with and don't get me wrong, we recruit a lot of really good athletes. I'm more worried about the O line, like getting gassed. Yeah. If that's because if, if if you played, like the conditioning is not the same for the o, o line at all um so that's a little concerning to me but it's also it's also good in a way because this is a more um this is more of an nfl style offense um than an air raid so from that respect it prepares our guys for the jump to the next level a lot better because if you watch Hertz play, he pretty much does exactly what Bryles would expect from a quarterback. Yeah, no, they're doing great things in Philly, and I think we are seeing a lot more of that in the NFL of borrowing some of those college concepts. Um, and we will have to see how those big guys hold up. I think it's one of those things as the year goes on, they'll probably be in much better condition to do that. But yeah, you might see. I mean, you might see some reps that aren't uh, at 100% um, because of the pace of, of the game and the way they're getting up and down the field. 
Uh, I want to ask Alex about some TCU players in the NFL draft in a second. I do briefly want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best protein bar around. If you're looking for a healthy option um, that also tastes good, Built Bar is uh, the, the product to try. They are locally available now at Walmart. So at Walmart, you can walk in the pharmacy section, find a few of their flavors. You can also get specialty flavors at BuiltBar.com. Order your favorite today. They have a new peanut butter flavor coming out that I'm excited about. Built Bar, good snack, good meal replacement option. Um, if you're you know, getting ready to do a workout, best tasting protein bar around. And typically only 180 calories, so they don't make you feel like you're just completely wrecking your diet when you eat one. Built Bar, proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. Uh, okay, Alex, so I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but I feel like I can kind of just go off the top of my head here. Quentin Johnston uh, is in L.A. with the Chargers. Steve Avila is in L.A. with the Rams. Darius Davis with the Chargers. Kendra Miller with the Saints. Um, Travis Hodges-Tomlinson with the Chargers. Max Duggan – or, excuse me, Hodges-Tomlinson with the Rams. Duggan with the Chargers. D. Winters with the San Francisco 49ers. And I might be missing one player there. But um, I'll look here in a second. But I'll, I'll throw it to you here. Which player do you think landed in the best spot? Who is set up now for, you know, potentially the best run in the NFL moving forward? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that question. And let me explain why. Like, I don't know if you're saying like who is most NFL ready, because that's a different thing, right? Like yeah. I would absolutely say Steve Avila, like yeah, one one hundred percent. Like he's gonna come in on day one and make an impact. He he is just that dude. Um, but yeah, to actually like dissect your question, I'd honestly say uh, I'd I'd really just say QJ. Um, like he he's not gonna be the number one target on the team. He knows that. And um, they're probably going to move. Uh, I mean, it should be interesting because they'll probably move Keenan into the slot, uh, Keenan Allen, for those who don't know. Um, and um, he gets to learn from Keenan Allen, which is huge. Um, I think most people would say he's a top five receiver in the league easily um that type of experience and then mike williams as well he gets to learn from he is really raw as we know his body catching is not ideal um Mm -hmm. and he's weird like every scout would agree that he's really weird as a player because he is so big but he sucks at I shouldn't say suck. That's rude. Um, He is very raw at um, contested catches. It's not his game, but he has yak, like serious yak ability. He'll get nine plus yards um, on following a catch, which is ridiculous at his size and kind of unprecedented. And it's something that the Chargers don't currently have that he'll bring to the table. Um, so I think that's really valuable. And I think learning behind those guys is going to make a huge difference in developing his game because he has monster potential. He really does. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and that was, I mean, that was the reason even with some of the, I mean, underachieving might not be the right word. The pretty um, pedestrian numbers the first couple of years of his career in college, there were still a lot of people that were mocking him as a first or second round pick simply because you saw the frame, you saw the physical gifts and potential. Um, Dylan Horton was the guy that I uh, forgot there. He went in round four to the Texans. Uh, yeah, I guess what I was really asking was more about fit, which you, you hit on pretty well there. Um, I think from a fit perspective, another guy that's in a good spot is Kendra Miller uh, with the Saints. And I know he said, and I, I liked this quote, but I, I saw he had a quote that he was like, I have a lot of respect for Alvin Kamara, but I'm coming for that number one spot. That was bold. Um, yeah, and, and I appreciate the competitiveness. It is bold. Uh, I think, though, ultimately he'll be, at least his rookie season, more of a change of pace back. Um, you know, running backs in this league are kind of a dime a dozen, but I feel like Kendra is in a great spot to learn the position, learn some of the nuances of it, and also make an impact as someone who can have a completely different running style than what you see from the explosiveness of Kamara, uh, more between the tackles, kind of getting tough yards. Um, I feel like he'll be a big benefit for the Saints. One guy that surprised me, and I wanted to get your your thoughts on it. Sure. Um, we, we both talked about Darius Davis, sort of. There was – it was kind of a, a tough situation for him because he really had to run well. That was sort of the, the – his speed was what was carrying him. Yeah. Uh, but he ends up going around four to the Chargers, and it sounds like they have some ideas for him. I still think his main role is going to be return game, but it sounds like they do yeah. have some ideas for him outside of that. Uh, but were you surprised that he went as early as he did on on day two? Um, no, and I I know that might sound weird to some of the viewers, but let me put it into perspective. Um, I I used to run track. I was I was a sprinter, and the one thing that you know can't really be taught is athleticism. So if you have speed, um, like teams are going to want you. And the reality is um, if you have a dude like Darius who is faster than anyone in the NFL, which has been verified by the Chargers, uh, they just posted something uh, against SMU. He had this ridiculous catch. He went – uh, 23.7 miles an hour, which blows Tyreek out of the water by like 0.2. Like you kind of have to take a chance on that dude, like just with that level of speed, right? So um, I think though with the fourth rounder, um, you know, you might see him not as much of a Cavante Turpin role, but you're going to see him also in, um, I think you'd agree with me. Like they'll probably take him out for uh, jet sweeps and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah, try to try to really like spread um, their offense around because Herbert loves to sling it. We know that, but you know, running those jet sweeps with a quick dude, game changer. Yeah, no, it really is, and you're right. I mean, you can't like. I should have known this. You can't teach the speed. You can't teach the athleticism. I just wasn't sure if there would be questions about can we use this guy? Because, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think they will try to do that. It's just in the NFL, that's always a fun idea, but it, it's rarely put into practice. Uh, 
No, for as sure. As frequently as it is in college football. For sure. Um, but I see what you're getting at. Okay, we're going to stay with the draft. I want to get – go ahead, Alex. Do you have another thought I, on that? Yeah, I, I do. I am uh, – I will say one thing that concerns me about him is – same thing I thought about Zay Flowers, and that's the – you know, he's 5'9", 170. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's not uh, it's not ideal. He's going to need to put on like 15 to 20 pounds um, of lean tissue to actually have, you know, the uh, the frame to take those hits because he's mm-hmm. going to get hit. And guys that are smaller, we know how durability works in the league. You can't, you know, you can't play that way and just expect to play five to ten years it's just not gonna happen yeah no i mean it's it'd be it'd be a a tall task for sure um so we're gonna stay on the draft we actually have kind of a fun like different topic than normal i'm gonna throw it to alex here in a minute to to run down some different things we'll take a quick break here on lockdown horn frogs okay final segment and so we, we were talking about tcu players that got drafted and so i want to talk about which tcu player uh, has the best chance to get drafted in the first or second round in 2024. But before we do that, Alex, I want to give you a chance because you were telling me you've kind of been doing some work on this. Give me your top five players, you know, in college football right now for the 2024 draft. What do you think that order is going to look like when we circle back a year from now and and um, see how that all plays out? Yeah. Um, so by um, I'm going to go by – just overall player and not value the positions like okay you know we know uh we know quarterback is overvalued um so i'm I'm not gonna go by that i'm just gonna go overall um so top five i'd say uh, michael Penix, washington qb i'd probably put at five um, Brock Bowers at four. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I'll change five to Kool Aid McKinstry on Alabama, and then uh, four Brock Bowers, the guy who literally ran over all of our players for fifty minutes straight. Um, yeah, and <laughs> uh. Yeah, he's just ridiculous. And then I'd say Drake May um, on UNC, super mm-hmm. undervalued. So I'd put him at three. Um, I mean, he was in Heisman talk as a sophomore. Right. And then two, uh, yeah, I'd say Caleb Williams at two. Not number one. Number one is that dude, and that's Marvin Harrison Jr. Anyone who takes issue with that can look up on YouTube and watch his highlights. He's not – I've never seen anything like I and I'm I, – I, his game can't be put into words. He just does it all. Like, I've never seen a wide receiver like this besides – Randy Moss coming out of college, like he is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like p- 
people don't understand how good he is. He can go deep threat, route running, contested catch, yak. He's six foot three, 40 inch vertical. Like he's just does everything that can be asked of a wide receiver. He might have a higher ceiling than his dad, who is a Hall of Famer. He is that good. So. Yeah, Marvin Harrison, I mean, he he could play – like he could play in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, he's a special talent. And you're right. I mean, Caleb Williams is going to go number one overall, <clears throat> barring, you know, some huge change in the next year. But that probably is, is the best player. Um, I like that list. From a TCU perspective – is there a player, a prospect that you think has a good chance of going in the first round next season? Uh, I think it depends on how the season goes and how we run the offense. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know, we're not going to utilize. Well, that, and, and that's not necessarily true. I think we'll use the X, but not as much as the slot, just because we're deeper at slot um, this year. But. Uh, I'd say, I'd I'd say take a look at JoJo Earl. See if because uh, we know the potential is there, but see how the season goes. Um, I'm sure he has aspirations to play in the league, and um, I'd also say just not first round. Uh, Jared Wiley. On PFS, he has the fifth best uh, returning production of any tight end. So uh, it's pretty impressive, and he'll likely go the league. So, um, and then JPR also, I know I'm picking on only <laughs> offense dudes, but I have some question marks about the defense currently. Sure. Um, but I would also say with defense, Josh Newton – um for sure and uh i'm forgetting his name. bud bud clark maybe and then the other corner uh i can i always blank on his name um yeah the florida transfer Abraham. i think yeah. he could have a shot uh to go you know really high next year too well those are some good names wiley is interesting because i i wish they would have used him more last year i think they're going to use the tight end a lot more this year in the offense, which will be uh, which will be fun to see. Yeah, um, I think his size is also. Good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like six seven. I mean, he's yeah. he's a freak from that perspective. Uh, he's Alex Frank, and we thank you for joining us today, Alex. Um, this has been a fun conversation. We'll be back on Monday. It's been a fun week. Uh, if you miss any of the shows, check it out. You can do it on the YouTube channel or wherever did you get your podcast. We're also on the SiriusXM app now. So. That's a fun new thing. If you have the SiriusXM app and you want to check out Lockdown Horn Frogs, it is available in the podcast feature. Uh, it is your team every day. 